Welcome back as we continue our discussion of Sula by Toni Morrison. Go on, tell us more about uh, Sula and Nell. Uh, sure, actually, if it's okay to do another character. Oh, yeah, sure. No, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ajax. Um, oh, yeah. He is important because he is Sula's primary love interest. Like I say, she sleeps around very easily. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that she actually feels some true you know, attraction in the long term for. But the moment that he gets the inkling that, hey, she, she maybe wants to settle here, he is out the door. That yeah. kind of ruins the relationship for him. Yeah. Um, but some of the best writing is... Uh, is that uh, part of the book? Let me see if I can find what my, where my note is on that. Um, oh, it's around. It's around in. It's in the chapter of um, probably 1939, I think. And the the Sula's attitude about sex is kind of spelled out there. And then there's a lot. There's between pages 127 and 137. There's about 10 good pages on. Sula and Ajax and mm-hmm. Sula's uh, internal dialogue, if you will, about their sexual relationship that is just amazing. I mean, oh my goodness. <sighs> yeah, Ajax is, he's not in it very much in the book. I mean, the, like the, the entirety of the book, but he's very important character. He has impact. Yes. He's a, he's a door in for us into Sula. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's his primary function. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, I will say, this book has multiple instances of guys skipping out. Mm -hmm. And I think that Morrison is most sympathetic to Ajax. We are able to understand why it is that Sula truly likes him and cares for him. We are able to see some parts of their relationship which are truly functional and very caring um, and how they just enjoy talking to each other. So he is not demonized. Right. It's disappointing when he leaves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's um, some of the other male characters who have abandoned families or children, you know, um uh you know uh, i think is it nell's nell's raised by her single mother isn't she um let's see uh nell okay that nell's family i have it written down okay there's cecile Mm -hmm. and then there is rochelle who is the new orleans creole prostitute Mm -hmm. and i am using the terminology of the day right um helene who is raised by her grandmother who's strict and conventional she's married at 16 and she lives a comfortable middle-class life and then there's Nell. okay so but both uh, both sula and nell have absent fathers mm-hmm. and those are more there, there's less work done by tony morrison to give us insight into those men as we get into, say, Ajax and Jude, Nell's husband, we get more insight into the, 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 that generation of men. And um, I think that's an that's a interesting point. It's not the fathers that we're focused on in this, mm-hmm. in this book of these two women. It's the husbands or significant others, if you will. And with Sula, there were lots of others, but there was really only one that was kind of significant and that was Ajax. So um, I found that to be interesting that it wasn't, it wasn't your typical absent father motif. It more played out with just men, absent men Mm -hmm. in, in a, a more equitable, not equal, but you know, 
equal status almost. It's like the, the, the dynamic of the male and the female is in the same, uh, you know, are, are for relationships, not um, like intimate relationships. It's not about parent-child relationships. Does that make men sense? Men are not necessity in this right. world. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. And men are, you know, have the, have the quote-unquote lesser qualities. I mm -hmm. mean, you've got, you know, the Mr. Suicide Day, and then you've got the grandson who, you know, the grandmother has to take care of because he's lost his marbles and Ralph. you know they they're just you know they they they're like you know like you said they are they are unnecessary but they're necessary to their livelihoods to bring them to bring them into wholeness mm -hmm. that would be the purpose that they serve yeah and i think for nell because you know she does kind of end up with that conventional life and has children um, you know, obviously her husband Jude provides that whole family, that whole, whole as in wholeness family, not uh, entire. I meant the wholeness aspect of it. You know, there's a father, there's a mother, there's children. And the fact that he leaves is, is not good, but that's that we're coming to that, right? <laughs> right. And yet, you know, whenever somebody is abandoned by their man in this book, they survive. Yeah. I, I still say they're not necessary. Yeah. And it, I believe that it's, it's Eva, mm -hmm. um, who is the one who runs the boarding house, the mm -hmm. grandmother of Sula. Yeah. When boy, boy leaves, there's a moment when he comes back and she's kind of like, I'm going to feel this out. I'm going to kind of dress up a little bit, you know, see how things stand. And at the end of that discussion, she's like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and hate him my whole life. And she <laughs> holds on to that as a comfort. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. she feels like I am more steady person because I know what to emotionally do with him for the rest of my life. Just hate. Just mm -hmm. hate. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love, I actually kind of love Eva. Uh, there's something about Eva that just really speaks to me. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot, in, there's a lot of characters in this book that just really speak to me, but I kind of love the character of Eva. There's just so much going on with Eva and, and Hannah, her daughter, who is Sula's mother, right? Yeah. I got yes. that relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, there's so many names to remember. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway. So uh, anyway, back to our characters. Yes. Um, excellent. Did, did you want to bring any other characters to light? Or well, we, we do have to, we do have to mention Jude a little more because he, should, yes. he is Nell's husband and she chooses to marry Nell and it's, it's her, her marriage to, or sorry, she chooses to marry Jude and and when she, when Nell and Jude get married, that sort of implicitly breaks that childhood bond that she and, and Sula had shared so strongly. It's, it, it's a turning point for both of them, if you will. She has chosen a certain life style, you know, by getting married and she ends up having kids. And Sula, at, shortly after Nell's wedding, that's when uh, Sula leaves town and goes on a completely different path and so they're separated for 10 years um because of basically one of them got married i mean you uh, it, it is very clear that had nell not married jude sula might not have left town you know at least it was clear to me it was kind of like one of those things that really changed both their lives that was my impression of that moment um you know well their lives were the same up to that point so there had to be a they shared everything. A diverging road yeah. in the woods, you yeah. know, so to speak. Mm -hmm. 
for them to become who they were to become and live out what they thought they were supposed to do. And then at the end, and they come together and basically compare notes. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. what the rest of the universe was like yeah and the, and the book picks up after Nell gets married in 1929 chapter I think and the book the next chapter is 1937 I mean and then the, the two chapters 1937 and 1939 really cover you know a lot of a lot of what's going on the meat of the the the, the more now part of the story if you will that the really grips you and everything but um that's when we we you know Sula comes back to town we start to see how the town sees her and and her because of her sexual looseness as as the town would would call it her many affairs and uh the different things that um she does that causes the town to chit chat and you know react <laughs> but yeah um so yeah I've- I feel like we should briefly mention Ralph and actually Deborah, you already briefly mentioned, but um, I, I feel like we should have put trigger warnings all at the beginning of this discussion, hmm. but uh, Ralph is Eva's son. Yes. And so this would be Sula's uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, he fights in world war one. He comes back traumatized and he, he basically is an addict as a coping mechanism. Yeah. He, he can't readapt to life. He cannot function within the life. Yeah, I mean, he unlike Shadrach, Shadrach finds ways to function, even if mm-hmm. it's cursing at people. He still functions, sort of, you know. But you're right, Ralph cannot find a way, and mm-hmm. and Eva can't help him. There's, the, she can't fix it for him, which mm-hmm. is very poignant, I think. And there's an extremely powerful scene where. Eva eventually kills him in what she sees as a mercy killing. Mm-hmm. And the way that Morrison writes it makes it feel extremely maternal as, you know, Ralph is feeling some type of fluid, which he does not perceive as a threat, but I believe is gasoline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, does die. It is a murder, but again, Eva sees it as a mercy killing. And in explaining it later, you know, she's like, you know, that he couldn't climb back into my womb. There was nothing more I could do for him. And so this is why, you know, she's basically putting him out of his misery. Uh, exactly. It's the saddest thing. And it's mm-hmm. horrific. And and I, we should have said at the beginning that there are several moments in this book, several death things happen bad things happen in this book there are some horrific things in this book but that it is horrific and yet at the same time like you said it, you know she's she's doing this as a mother she loves him and this is her way of fixing it for him and to take him out of the world that is causing him incredible pain and suffering and it's it's very sad. It's very well written. I mean, again, the, the Toni Morrison, goddess among prose writers, you know, but mm-hmm. um, it, it really, I had to put the book down at that point and just like get away from it for a while mm-hmm. and just let that kind of permeate and process. And uh, there are several, uh, this, is a, this is a book that's hard to put down, and yet it, sometimes you have to put it down and just process and then come back to it. At least that's my experience. Um, so, yeah. 
I, I'm glad we talked about that a little bit because there's a little bit of an undercurrent of, you know, with the, the two characters who come back from war with PTSD and such terrible trauma, you know, the, those mental illnesses that are caused by incredible trauma, like war, um, you know, we don't see stories about that all the time. You know, we don't get a chance to talk about those kinds of things. Um, and, and this is a very kind of factually driven book. You know, it's a novel, but so much of it is just uh, inescapably human and true, you know. And I think what, what Toni Morrison writes with Shadrach and Ralph and their experiences, you know, after the war just rings so true and so you know, believable and, and sad and poignant and, and horrible. And, you know, just, it's just the gamut, right? And, and this extreme, I'm... this extreme love that Eva has for him and what she does for him. It's it, it, again, the way that Tony DeMorrison develops these characters in this storyline and, and pulls you into it. I read that part, you know, that part of the book and it's like, I too found I have no judgment against Eva. Yeah. I, I can't. Oh, I did. Her, you know, <laughs> did you? Or, oh, yeah. You know, it's just like, oh my God, you know, how, how else would I have done? Or, and I know I wouldn't have resorted to that, but, yeah. you know, how horrible for her to have to have to have dealt with this that way. But I just, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't judge her. I could only. You know, if I if I could have if I could have, I would have hugged her. Uh, <laughs> Just, yeah. Well, I, know, I that, think I'm really drawn into I'm drawn into all the characters that way. Sure, absolutely. Um, Just lost my train of thought here. Well, we were talking I'm, about judgment and and right, no, 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 reaction it was to, to that. Eva. Oh, okay. It was unrelated to that. Was it, um, it? it has to do with the view of death. Okay. Um, that. Eva excuses herself because she sees this as a necessary death. Mm -hmm. She judges Sula mm -hmm. for standing by mm -hmm. while Hannah, Sula's mother, Eva's daughter, burns to death yeah. at a different point in the book. Yeah. And so it's interesting that, you know, she judges Sula for this death of Chicken Little and mm -hmm. all of you are fascinated by it. Nell, you were fascinated by it you were bad people for that. Mm -hmm. Sula, you were a bad person for um, standing by and being fascinated by your mother's death and doing nothing while she burned, but mm -hmm. killing your son in this mercy killing, that it's was okay. fine. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah. was necessary. Yeah. yeah. Um, Hannah so, so and Eva have a difficult relationship for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I know it's chapter 1923 where Hannah dies from the fire um, and that she accidentally, her, she, catch, she catches her dress on fire accidentally. And, and you're right, Eva watches this without helping. No, Sula watches it. Eva tries Sula. to save her. Oh, right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so mm -hmm. I said the wrong name. Mm -hmm. Sula watches it. Eva, doesn't she like jump out of a window to try to, and she mm -hmm. injures herself and for the rest of her life, she watches what walks with a crutch or something. I can't remember, but the details, but um, I'm so bad with details, but uh, I mean, imagine jumping out of a window to try to save your child. I mean, clearly Eva loves both her children, you know, <laughs> even if with Hannah, she had some strained relationship stuff and everything, but she, she has that fierce 
protective mother spirit, right? Um, and she, I don't think she ever really forgives Sula for just standing there watching her mother burn to death, you know. Uh, and this is her grand, you know, Eva is the grandmother of Sula watching her grandchild. I mean, this is so fraught. This is so horrific. It's a mother watching her child burn while her granddaughter watches her mother burn under the watchful eye of the grandma. I mean, it's so, you talk about circles. I mean, this is, you know, mother, child, grandmother, child, mother. I, it's just, it's so complicated and it's so fraught and it's so horrific what happens. And, you know, other people in the town, you know, they just say, oh, well, Sula was just in shock. She didn't do anything because she was just in shock. And Eva doesn't buy that about Sula. Her own grandmother thinks that she was just interested mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the process of a person burning to death. That it happened to be her mother was also interesting, I guess. I mean, Eva has judgment for on Sula in that regard for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Next up, we continue our discussion of Sula by Toni Morrison. <laughs> 